0: Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome to my podcast and today I'm going to take you down to memory lane with me and I will be talking about my experience studying French in the south of France. Uh, in September last year I had the incredible opportunity to go to the south of France for nearly three months in total to study French, to live my best life, drink wine, um, walk in the sun, take in the incredible culture eat all the fantastic food and meet some wonderful people. And I want to tell you the story about it. I want to tell you the pros and cons of the experience overall. And I also want to share with you whether I actually learned French. I have to say that during this time, I've been thinking a lot. By this time, I mean the lockdown, the pandemic. And I realized how big overall um, traveling going to all sorts of different places, um, place in my life and how important it is to me. Uh, You always hear that you don't realize how much something means to you until you lose it. And I think that's a little bit of what happened. I've always been grateful for the opportunity to travel and to visit and to see and to, to kind of Experiencing by myself but uh, I think I never fully appreciated it as much as I do now. I cannot wait to be able to travel again to see the places that I haven't seen yet and to revisit the places that I love and uh, I, I really hope that you're with me on this and uh, let's wait together let's see what happens in the future it's time for the alcohol interlude which is my favorite part of every single episode and today I'm having a glass of Riesling this one is from 2018 and it comes from Alsace in France Um, this is the uh, a region that's located in the northeast of France so really close to the German border and Riesling is actually a famous wine that comes mostly from Germany hence the name Uh, this wine has the most incredible color it's golden yellow um, really bright and beautiful and that color is kind of already signifying that this is a really nice aromatic wine Um, the Rieslings from France uh, are normally dry and so is this one although I would say it's maybe semi-dry because it's it has that little bit of hint of sweetness it has a lot of um, fruity flavors the kind of classic white wine lime green apple and what I'm uh, tasting a lot is this really really long-lasting peachy nectarine um, honey flavor which is absolutely lovely especially for uh, late spring evening so I definitely recommend this wine for anybody um, who's into white wine and actually I think Rieslings are uh, in general one of my favorite styles of wine. All right I kind of got dreamy and distracted talking about this wine because it's really really good. I'm enjoying it a lot but I'm now back on track and I will tell you some details of what I was doing in the south of France, where I was going etc. So I began um, the planning of this whole trip by saying that i want to go to two different schools to kind of have a comparison to experience different things different people and so i decided to first go to montpellier um, which is in the uh, Languedoc-Roussillon region as far as i'm concerned it's really close to provence but not so much it's not in provence itself and for the second month um i think it was a little bit more I went to Antibes, which is in the Côte d'Azur, this really famous French Riviera um region and then actually afterwards i ended up going back to montpellier but that's a whole different story and not related to education at all (laughs) but again that is for another episode Uh, i have to say i was in two different schools so i had a really good outlook of what the different language schools offer and how uh, they can be really different in their teaching methods in their accommodation in their cultural um, experiences And all those different things that uh, are involved in a a stay as such. I have to mention that the two schools actually had a very different approach to teaching, but they were all really good at it. I mean, spoiler alert, but at the end, I actually did learn... um, way more french than i thought i would and this just proves that the kind of the thought of going somewhere and only speaking that language is the best thing you could ever do um, for your language skills Okay, so uh, let's get back to my first school, Montpellier. And I will say that coming um, to France straight from England was a big, big culture shock. I mean, I've loved France. I've been there many, many times, but I've only sort of been there on a holiday for a couple of days and I've never actually gone straight from England. So I didn't have that big contrast and the first thing that I remember is that um, when I came I had booked a bus before and that bus ended up not existing like it just didn't come it never came and I had to wait another couple of hours but completely different ticket nothing was working Uh, everything was kind of off schedule and that's when I realized right I was bit spoiled in England because most of the things they came on time or at least if they didn't there was always information there was always somebody to ask and in France I mean that wasn't quite the case I will say and then when I finally got on a bus again this is another thing ended up in a place that I had no idea where it was because that wasn't the bus that I had booked and so I ordered an uber and first of all Uh, At that time, I didn't really speak French, so um, I I tried to communicate in English. The Uber driver did not speak English, so he was speaking French. Uh, And it was just a really, really funny experience. I was thinking about it actually when I was leaving and I ended up taking an Uber. And that was so different because I was actually able to speak French finally. And it just kind of showed me how uh, how big of a difference I had made comparing those two experiences. But another very interesting thing that in France, um, Ubers are kind of like those VIP taxis. They're all really nice cars. The drivers wear suits. And the Ubers are also really expensive. I think I paid like 25 or 30 euro for five, six minutes of driving. So if I had known that it was so close, I wouldn't have booked an Uber. But again, I have no idea where I was. So I, I think, uh, again, that's quite different and it's so interesting. And whenever I said it to someone in France, they were like, yeah, of course, Uber, like, yeah, it's really like fancy. And for me, I don't know, in England, it was not fancy at all. In Poland, it's not fancy either, I tell you that so the first day i went to my language school i was put in the b2 class if you don't know the levels it kind of goes from a1 a2 then there's b1 b2 so b2 is already fluent and then you have c1 and c2 which are professional so i had ended up in a in a high level higher advanced class And I was definitely not at that level. I don't know what happened. Uh, I was supposed to do some sort of online test. I think maybe in that test, I was just guessing stuff right. And um, so the first day was a bit of a nightmare because to tell you my story with French, I had studied French in middle school and then after I went to Malta and then after I went to England and during those during those stays in Malta and in England I had not used French once I didn't watch anything I didn't speak to anyone and it was a mistake of course but that meant that I didn't really speak French and so um the first day I didn't really understand anything uh when somebody when the teacher asked me to write something I couldn't even remember how to conjugate the basic basic verbs um but obviously uh, i asked to be moved to a lower group i moved to b1 which was already higher than my level at the time but it was doable so for the first two weeks i think that was when i worked um really really hard on just reminding myself the basics and the things that you need to know in order to feel more confident uh, when speaking and when writing Most of the things that we were doing at school were oral. We had this wonderful teacher, her name was Celine. she was really fun engaging supportive uh she she kind of made all those talking activities group activities and then we had some written stuff as well i remember the written stuff at the beginning was horrible i was getting back my my uh my sort of essays i'll call them essays but okay they were not essays and everything was in red and then week by week it was getting better and better and i was getting less mistakes i was getting my conjugation right and seeing that progress was so motivating i cannot even tell you how good that felt What I have to mention about that first school, what was really, really good, is that they organized a lot of events, um, trips, group meetings, such as I've attended wine tasting, I've attended a a trip to a different city. And those are all fantastic opportunities to meet some new people, to speak French outside of the school environment. And overall, they were a big part of my experience. Just to let you know, I will write the names of the school down the names of the schools actually down in the description box in case you ever want to check them out. So after school, the classes normally ended around midday. Um, I'd normally go out in the city and explore. And I would do that with the people that I had met. One of my closest friends there was Galina. So if you're listening, I miss you. Uh, We had a wonderful time. We've seen all the museums. We've seen all the parks, all the attractions, all the shops, the restaurants. And we've gone to every possible wine tasting uh, and every wine bar that we could have. Something that you need to know is that Montpellier is a student city, so that's why there are so many bars and places to go to. There are two universities there, I think, and there's also loads of exchanges and international students going around because of the language schools too. So it's just this really incredible um, multinational environment. Everyone's open, everyone's fun. The wine's cheap, so, you know, (laughs) it's the true joy of life the only downside really I think of this stay, like the big downside was the price. France is expensive I mean this kind of course and accommodation is already expensive and added on top of that the costs of food of going out of doing things it can get pretty high and it's definitely not the prices I expected so just keep that in mind whenever you're planning something that you might end up spending way more than you anticipated. In terms of accommodation for these kind of um, language schools, the first one, in the first one, I had booked a single room in something. Kind of like student halls, and a week before I went there, when I had already paid, they told me that the single room that I had booked wasn't actually available, and I was going to have a roommate and pay like a little bit less. But the, pr- the price reduction was so little, that's why um, I wanted to have a single room. So I was kind of you know surprised by that because that well, was already a week before I was going to uh, stay there, then obviously I didn't really have a choice. And in fact, I didn't have one roommate, I had three different roommates because I was staying there for over the course of four weeks and they were changing um so that was a bit of um well it wasn't a bummer I wouldn't say that but it was just uh something that I was not really ready for um and the intimacy in that tiny room was completely lost thankfully i was out uh, and about all day so i didn't really have to deal with that but the fact that you're kind of you know switching people every week and in that room you really had um you were on top of each other basically the bathroom door was broken so yeah the privacy was gone and what was really funny about this was that for the last two weeks of my stay i had this one german roommate she was just after school, I think she had turned 18 uh, recently. And she was extremely serious. I have to tell you, she was the only person that I saw coming back from school, sitting down and studying till like eight or nine o'clock. And then she would go to sleep at 9.30. So whenever I would come back a bit later, or maybe go out, um, I could see her judging me in the morning and looking at me with this kind of, um, I kind of felt as if she was my mum. <laughs> she was looking at me thinking, what have you done, Alex? And because during that stay I had this whole enjoy your life philosophy, uh, there were quite a lot of uh, situations where she had the opportunity to look down on me. My living situation in Antibes was very different because I was in a room by myself and that really made me appreciate it um, on a different level. Uh, In terms of the social life, it was as good I'd say I remember the first day I went into my new accommodation I uh, had made some friends and actually uh, due to a strike which in France is really really common I couldn't arrive on the first day that I was supposed to be there but I arrived a day late so I was really scared that everyone was going to already kind of be grouped you know (laughs) as if I were going to a new school but actually it's not like that at all there's new people coming in every week and everyone's really open uh, and excited to meet new people basically As I already mentioned, this school located in Antibes had a very different um, teaching technique. Uh, It was more serious, I'd say. Uh, I ended up being in a B2 class, so the same kind of level that I was put in at the beginning, but this time I felt like I was actually up for the challenge i had an amazing teacher eric he was extremely demanding i can recall that the first time i went into the, cl- the classroom he did something uh, that he called a conjugation game where he would just draw uh, draw a kind of some kind of difficult french verb uh, and make you and give you a tense and that verb and basically make you conjugate it which I thought was hell (laughs) considering last month I didn't even remember the very basic verbs but I will say that this ended up being so effective that after um, four weeks of that class I had no problem passing Delph and I actually passed it with 96% and I think a big big a big part of that is because i i was going to the class with eric something that you need to do when you're participating in language course is getting over that feeling of being silly. If you don't know what I mean, I had this constantly. I felt that whenever I tried to express my views on something a little bit more complex, like politics, economics, arts, and these were all things that we were talking about, I couldn't quite say what I was thinking. Uh, You know, I was translating from English. It didn't sound as good. I didn't know how to say certain things. And frankly, I felt a bit stupid whenever I was um, talking but this is something that uh, I try to overcome every single day and the only way to learn a language really and the only way to feel confident in it is to speak and speak and speak even though uh, you might find yourself sounding a little bit silly and to be honest I don't think anyone takes you as being silly except for yourself. So um, this experience of being in France, having to speak in French because English is not allowed in those classes, really helped me with feeling more confident when speaking. What strikes me about Antibes is that um, it was way calmer than Montpellier, definitely, uh, because it's mostly popular during the summer. When I already, when I came there, it was already autumn and um, most things, more bars and shops were closed. So it definitely had a bit of a different vibe. It was still extremely beautiful and I had a fantastic time, but I will say it was more calm and probably it was a good thing because that really allowed me to focus on my DELF. When I was in Antibes, as I already said, I met uh, some of my friends on the very first day and actually because they were already uh, in this amazing girl group, I kind of joined them. Every day we were making dinner, uh, we were going to different places together. We visited a lot of places in the French Riviera. Uh, it was magnificent. I mean, I don't know if you ever had a chance to visit uh, Cote d'Azur, but it is one of the most beautiful places I have seen in the world. And I highly, highly recommend it. And obviously seeing it, this was the first time I saw it Um for myself without my family being there and it was a very different experience certain places that I remembered from being a kid uh, were so different Um, looking at them now I, I kind of certain things didn't speak to me in the same manner and that was a very interesting experience to go through I'm now going to start um, summing up a little bit because I can see that the wine's running out. What I will say is that I had a fantastic time at both of those language schools. Again, I will put them uh, in the description. Uh, The first one, the one in Montpellier, was a bit more fun, a bit more casual. uh, And then the one in Mont Antibes was more serious and very, very effective. They both put a lot of emphasis on speaking, which is excellent because normally when you're learning a language at school, it's the opposite. And there was also quite a lot of writing. Uh, for anyone who kind of feels that uh, their language is a little bit rusty, I'd definitely uh, recommend um, studying a language in well I did it in France but anywhere where they speak the language that you want to learn it is something that you will definitely not regret so I can't wait um, for the time when uh, I am going to be able to do this again and I leave you with uh, kind of that thought that optimistic view on the future thanks very much for listening and I will talk to you very very soon bye